Welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast with Jacob Ayers, providing actionable content to help you along your journey to financial freedom through real estate investing. As the premier asset class, real estate has helped ordinary people just like you amass fortunes. The benefits of passive income from real estate investing will allow you to live a life you want. And now your host, entrepreneur, real estate investor, and apartment deal syndicator, Jacob Ayers. podcast. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Jacob Ayers. I hope you had a great Christmas holiday. I'm coming to you this week from Portland, Maine, where I'm recording this podcast. This week's guest is Raj Ja. Raj and I recently met online and connected, and I knew I had to get him on the podcast. Raj is an engineer with a corporate background, having worked in the corporate world for over 20 years. He recently transitioned to his life of real estate investing, and his path to financial independence and retire early movement, or FIRE as we call it. I'm excited to talk today with Raj about all the things he's done in his career and how he's transitioned into a real estate investor today. Lots of great content, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. All right, today I welcome on the show my good friend Raj Ja. Raj, hey, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, Jacob. It's our pleasure, Raj. Well, hey, before we get started in today's conversation, kind of just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, your background, all that good stuff. All right. So I'm engineer and MBA by training. I did about 20 years in uh, corporate world, worked for FedEx, CVS, Walgreens, Johnson & Johnson for a while. And then I uh, got interested in the world of FIRE, financial independence, retire early, did a lot of research and studied up on personal finance and mutual funds and all that jazz. And I started on that path, achieved financial independence. But a very, very interesting and wonderful thing happened along the way. I came across real estate, specifically speaking, multifamily real estate, and it turbocharged my journey towards my destination. And now that I have some experience and success in this field, a lot of friends and family members ask me about real estate, and they also wanted to partner with me. So I said, like, maybe there's something to it. And I decided to become a real estate syndicator and launched BigLeagueCapital.com. And uh, now I am looking to help other people, friends, family along the journey and maybe explore opportunities to help them invest in real estate in a passive manner. And if nothing else, then maybe we can just have a talk and general conversation about real estate because this is such a interesting and enjoyable topic for me, Jacob, that you know I can just do it. So completely agree. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, that's me. Awesome. So coming from a 20-year career in the corporate world, what sets you on the path to fire? Oh, that is such a good question. Uh, back in early 2000s, when I came to US, I came to US because without realizing it, freedom and independence was a big value for me. And there was no better country than America to pursue my true freedom and independence. And 
I came here, I went to school here, fell in love with this country, made it my adopted homeland. But then, you know, even though I had a successful career, at some points, I really did not get the feeling that I'm truly free, you know? (laughs) So I was like, is this it? Is that all there it is? And I started exploring, like, can I invest enough money without truly understanding the subject? And year 2012, I was just having my lunch in my cubicle, sitting by the window, and I came across this financial website. It was just a random website, yahoofinance.com. And in one of the comments, somebody had said, hey, if you truly want to explore the subject, follow Mr. Money Mustache. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of name is this? I mean, <laughs> but <laughs> I wrote it on a piece of a sticky note, put it in my pocket, forgot about it for a week. Then I looked him up. And then I learned about financial independence, which is essentially, as you know, Jacob, just your investments, passive investments, generating returns, dividends, and income in excess, in more than you need to just maintain your lifestyle. And once you hit that phase, your paid work becomes optional. So you are financially independent. So that's how I came across this movement. The real estate way to wealth and freedom, that is financial freedom. That's one of the pillars of this show. So I love talking about the subject, Raj. Now, at what kind of point in your career where you kind of came across this concept of FIRE and then you know, what was your kind of first step towards approaching it? Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, about seven-ish years ago. And when I did my math, I was like, it's going to take me, you know, 10 years to get to this place of financial nirvana. And it was working good. I had a strategy. I had a process. And I would just deposit money into a investment account every month from my you know, salary, saved a bunch of money. And it was going good. But then in 2017, not so long ago, I came across multifamily real estate. And initially, I was skeptic, Jacob. I was like, I don't want to deal with tenants, termites, and toilets. This is for somebody else. It is complicated. (laughs) I don't want somebody calling me in the middle of the night, telling me that their toilet is clogged. No, 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 no. But then as I... (laughs) As I learned about it, and I learned about you know how to do underwriting, how to raise capital, how to bring in leverage into picture, learned some basic definitions about cap rate, cash and cash rates, and how you can truly create an asset rather than a job by employing good property management, I became more and more convinced that this is something that is good. And it is more powerful than just mutual funds investing in stock market. Now, at no point, Jacob, I will say I'm not talking down stock market. It works for people. It doesn't work for some people. But I just hope that you know what you're doing, just like in real estate, okay? But having done both, okay, and I would call myself a more informed investor than average with a lot of humility. I'll say that because I've done a lot of research and I have learned a lot from people smarter than me. I will say that you know real estate is a much more potent, powerful, and scalable way to a either become financially independent or create wealth, wealth for your life or wealth for you know intergenerational wealth that will last you know your life, your kids' life, your grandkids' life. It is super powerful. So if you guys are not convinced about the power of real estate yet, 
I would recommend, you know, taking some time out and thinking about it, learning about it, and you'll be glad that you did. Now, Raj, as a background in engineering, I know you dove deep into the data. You had Excel sheets modeling, you know, different investment scenarios, retirement scenarios, kind of probably comparing at one point in time, the world of stocks and bonds to the world of real estate investing. What kind of data drove you and led you to the real estate kind of side of the uh, equation? I did. I totally geeked out. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> spreadsheets and data and graphs and charts and pie charts and all that jazz. <laughs> uh, listen, I'll make it simple. Mm-hmm. And this is what I tell people. I'm sure your listeners, Jacob, are very intelligent and informed people. And so I'm sure they've heard about SWR, safe withdrawal rate, which just says that if you have I don't know, I'm just keeping round numbers. So a million dollars in your account, in your portfolio, invested in stock market funds, you can draw 4%, which is Mm $40,000 year after year, forever, and also give yourself an inflation adjustment every year. So 40,000 will feel like 40,000. They will not diminish with inflation. And you will have a very, very, very reasonable chance of never running out of money, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's 4%. Okay. So when you invest on real estate, you can say, okay, so I can draw 4% forever on real estate side. Okay. If you know what you're doing and if you do some basic underwriting and if you know where, which neighborhoods to, you know, invest in, what kind of tenants you are selecting, screening, have a competent property management on site, it is not hard to get six, six and a half, seven cap property. Right. And if you just right. are you're dipping your toes into the water, you know, and you want to start slow, that's fine. You buy a duplex, triplex, whatever. It's good. And that's what I did. Okay. So you get six and a half, seven cap property. It's very simple, guys. And then if you have leverage, traditional leverage, you have like 20 down, 80%, you know, borrowed from somebody. Um, you can enhance that cap rate six and a half, seven to like 12 cash on cash. Right. Which means, right? Which means that if you have invested. $50,000 in down payment. And you don't have to invest $50,000. This is just for simple math. You can very safely draw 12%, which is $6,000 cash and cash from that property forever, right? Yeah, and right. It takes into account the monthly wear and tear, which is operating expenses, repairs, insurance, taxes, heater, heat, cold, sewer, water, trash, property management, vacancy, CapEx. It's all included in that math when we do the cap rate calculation. Right. That's the true cap rate calculation. So you can have 12% forever, assuming you will never increase your rent, which is not going to happen. You will have zero innovation and fortitude to reduce your operating, like, operating expenses. I'm sure you can do some. I am saying that I'm not even taking into account the fact that your tenants are paying down your mortgage for you which they are. I'm also not including into the calculations that there will be some degree of inflation which will pass, which you will pass on to your tenants, which you will. So it's a very conservative projection that you will get 12% from your multifamily investments, which on the stock market side, it is 4%. If you don't believe me 4%, look up Trinity study. A lot yes. of smart yeah. people, right? A lot of smart people, a lot of PhDs, probably a couple of Nobel laureates have come up with safe withdrawal rate, 4%, 12%. It's 3x to say the least, okay? So if you get nothing out of this conversation, just get this. Like from my personal experience, 
And there are people who have done better than me in stock market and people who have done better than me in real estate. But apples to apples, it's a more potent way to invest your money and create wealth. Now, Raj, many people approach retirement from a sense of saving up that nest egg, right? And then living off that safe withdrawal rate, that SWD you mentioned, going back to that common industry standard of 4%. That's one way to approach real estate. But your approach has kind of been to generate cash flow in the near term and live off that. You are now financially independent and have retired early in a sense. I know you're not you know, sitting on a beach drinking a mojito <laughs> right now, but you're still continuing yeah. to work and things. But yeah. that is, in, in essence, what you've done. That is correct. That is correct. I feel, Jacob, that, you know, depending upon where you work, the work environment could be, you know, different. Like some people really enjoy it. Some people do this for paying their bills and some people don't like it so much. Traditional retirement has changed. Um, and the FIRE movement does talk about retire early. But, and so for some people, it's like you just retire early. And like you said, Jacob, you know, sitting on a beach and sipping mojitos all day long. If I were to bet, you know, I think that you will find that after a while you get bored or you may not, you may like beach. It's up to you. But I got bored and I decided like I should do something. And since then I have started a couple of companies, small companies, and, but I am busier than ever, but I'm happier than ever because I am working on things that truly are enjoyable. They bring passion and purpose to my life. And there are no BS meetings. Can everybody see my screen? <laughs> do you see my agenda? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I used to do that. It's not for me, but I'm just saying that it's more than retire early movement. It's a freedom movement, freedom yeah. to do whatever you want. You talk about having that kind of passion, that purpose, right? So say you do reach financial independence at an early age and you have the ability to go out, sit on the beach and drink mojitos. I agree with you. I think you'll find you probably won't do that for very long before you're left kind of like wondering, what's the next step? What am I put on this earth for? What am I supposed to be doing? Give me a challenge that I enjoy, right? Thank you. I think so too. I think most people will feel that. So- Let's kind of step back and talk about the people who are aspiring to achieve that FI point still. You've achieved that. I'm aspiring to it myself. Talk about the point of, you know, in your life when you were kind of still on that path to financial independence and the grind it took to get there. Yes. I would say that the first phase of my journey when I was doing it with mutual funds and stocks and bonds, I think we are all driven by our habits and daily routines. So if you allow a whole lot of cash, all of your income to come to you in full force, you will get used to spending it. And after a while, you will not derive joy from it. At the same time, when you automate and take out X percentage of your income and you don't even see it and it's automatically invested for you in a brokerage account of your choosing into the funds that you have already pre-selected in a ratio that you have already deemed profitable for you, appropriate for you, you have taken the thinking part out of it. And it's all automated. So I would not say that I lived very frugally. I would say that I lived smart. And I spent money on the things that I thought that it's truly necessary. And then I just banked the rest. And I would say that it is important for somebody to pursue, if you want to pursue this thing, especially if you want to pursue this through stock market, then you have to be really, really cognizant 
really, really smart about how you choose to spend your money, your time, your energies, everything. And once I figured the real estate piece, of course it is, I found it to be more lucrative. I found it to be more powerful and it's a little bit more active. It's not completely passive, to be honest, but it's so joyful. It feels like you're running your little you know, side hustle while you are working. You have two personas. You know? yeah, um, right. <laughs> and once you start seeing you're sowing those seeds and they become plants, they become trees, they start bearing fruit and they just keep appearing you know, month after month after month. So you start enjoying the mailbox money you know, as they say, and it becomes a real thing. And then you want to do your second one and third one, and you become more confident. And as you become more confident and as you have more investments, people can smell that. So it's easier to deal with banks. It's easier to deal with property managers. It's easier to deal with your vendors. It gets easier and easier. Yeah, sure. Now, Raj, many people get into real estate with an abundance mentality, right? They get into it because there is no glass ceiling. There's no KPI. There's no one telling you, you know, you're not due for a raise yet or anything like that. You're limited only by your own limitations per se. Mm. So that's something I've kind of struggled with with the FIRE movement is balancing that abundance mentality with kind of that frugality, right? Because some people take like a very lean FIRE approach. I know there's different types of FIRE, lean FIRE, fat FIRE, they call it. But the people who kind of lean towards the lean fire side of things, they're scrimping and saving. And then, you know, they can minimize their lifestyle so they can live off of $800 a month and they can retire now and they'll live in their van and eat rice and beans for the next 80 years. And that's not something that appeals to me. Now, being financially independent, retiring early, living life on my own terms, yeah, that appeals to me. But eating rice and beans in the van of, you know, living my life like that doesn't appeal to me. So how did you balance that kind of uh, dichotomy? It is such a good question, Jacob. It is such a good question. Mindset is everything. And in the beginning, it is a, you can say that, yes, you come into a business, real estate or otherwise, and you thrive because you have the abundance mindset. And I'm sure your audience members know this already, but It was a mind shift for me. When I started in real estate, somebody told me that there's trillions of dollars sloshing around this planet. Some of it could be yours. That's your mindset. It's not win-lose. It's win-win, okay? On the other hand, you can make that argument. And to be fair, you can make that argument on the fire side that if you're not careful, your mindset is like, okay, there is limited amount of money. It's finite supply. And I must save as much as I could so that I can invest it and it grows and compounds and then it creates passive income. I have seen that shift. It's a very fair question. And I have learned that abundance mindset is really powerful and it is true. And there is no ceiling, Jacob. There's absolutely no ceiling. And the only thing that is going to limit you is your mindset. I would say that if you don't want to live in a van and eat rice and beans and deprive yourself for the next seven, eight, nine, 10 years, whatever that is, and still achieve financial independence, I would strongly recommend to short circuit the journey that I took and just go straight to real estate. Okay. And 
because it's more powerful, it's faster, the rate of returns are higher. I would think that you would be able to maintain a reasonable, enjoyable, pleasurable lifestyle right away. And definitely you could hit your goals, financial goals, and otherwise rather sooner. That is a wonderful question, Jacob. I guess when you put it like that, Raj, in terms of like viewing financial independence as, you know, skimping and saving your way to financial independence, that is in a sense what retirement is, right? People carve out a portion of their income. They set it aside for some indeterminate, you know, time in the future until they're 59 and a half or older, hopefully reaching that point in their life, right? And then hopefully at that point, being able to enjoy that deferment. So I guess in a sense, that's what people traditionally do. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You just change your mindset. I mean, you can have more right now. You can have more later. It's just a matter of convincing yourself, taking the steps, having the vision and achieving it. It's totally doable, guys. I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's totally doable. Yeah. There's also, there's kind of balance, right? Between living for the future and living for now, right? You don't want to defer all of your income and all of your life experiences for some day, but at the same time, you can't live like tomorrow's not going to exist, right? And go blow all your time and money and have no discretion for today only. So there's some kind of balance in the middle. 100%. So that's why I say, like, at least in my mind, I was like, I was spending my money smartly. I was not being frugal in the traditional sense, but I was being smart. It's everybody's own definition of what is smart, what is too much, what is too little. I guess you'll have to come up with it yourself. Sure. So Raj, now that you've reached financial independence, you have in a sense retired early. What's your life look like these days and how has it changed just from like a mentality perspective? So I'm busier than ever. I start my day around 5 or 5.30. I do a little bit of meditation. It's a bit of a spiritual person. So I do my prayers and then I write my journal and then I plan my day. I plan my day at a high level and then I break it down into details. Your people cannot see it, but this is my plan for today. It's very simple, but I have like six or seven things that I need to accomplish and I do it. It includes spending time with friends and family, which I could not do it before. It includes, you know, taking out a couple of hours every single day, six days a week for working out, running, walking, whatever I want to do for my health that uh, was not a big routine earlier on. So I live my life on my own terms, but I'm not watching a whole lot of Netflix. I'm not doing any binge watching, et cetera. It's a busy life, but it's awesome. You know, you bring I up highly good, recommend it. You bring up a good point there, Raj. And you know, the approach to financial independence and wealth isn't necessarily about that money component. Sure, it drives things and it allows you to do things, but to your point, it allows you to live life on your own terms and prioritize your day how you want, right? Do the things that are important to you, spend time with the people that matter to you. And that's really what it boils down to. That is correct. That is correct. In fact, I'll just go on and add something to you, uh, to what I just said. After I realized all the things that I'm doing, I realized that I don't have enough hours in the day. So I just hired a VA a couple of days ago. So it is uh, the exact opposite of the vision that I had that I would be, you know, sipping mojitos on a beach. But it goes on to just say that it's your life, it's your freedom, you should shape it the way you want, and uh, you can do this, you know, once you get that milestone. Yeah, sure, completely agree. Well, let's kind of talk about, you know, going back to that approach to financial independence, what advice would you have for those people who are in that point, in that journey in their life, trying to achieve financial independence? 
who are starting to gain some traction, but you know, starting to be able to see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a long runway to get there for many people. And I'm sure it was for you as well. Kind of talk about that journey, if you will. Yeah, I think I would say a couple of things. Number one thing is the biggest thing that the people who have started on this journey that they have done is that they have decided that they want to do this. And to have that mental clarity and remove the mental clutter away and say, nope, this is my very important goal. I see myself getting to that point in X number of years. And these are the three or four or five things that I'm going to do day after day after day. That is the very, very important thing. And the first thing that you guys have done. So congratulations. The other thing that I'll say is, I don't know if Einstein really said it or it's just a hearsay, but he said allegedly that compounding is the, one of the most powerful forces in the universe. Right. It truly is. And when you are in the beginning of your journey, that compounding has not really snowballed yet. It's going slowly. So you may not feel it, but it's working. And as you go towards, when you're in the red zone, okay, if you like football, you will see it happening much, much faster. But it will only happen if you allow it to you know, take hold over a period of time. So in the first couple of years, it would feel like, uh, it looks like theory. It looks like a calculation on a spreadsheet. I read it on a blog. Nobody else is doing. And another thing that will happen is like you are telling your spouse, you're telling your friends, you're telling your siblings, and they're like, what is it? What are you talking about? Everybody right. works till they die. So don't let that get to you. It is true. It is real. It happens. Take my word for it. Take Jacob's word for it. But you have to let it chart its own course. In the beginning, it's going to be slow. And if you feel like you know, you're having to do things that the normal people don't do, you're working a little bit harder, you're saving a little bit more, why do you have to do this? It's all for a good cause. And if you just be patient, and after a while, I'm jumping around the top, you know, different. Topics. Oh, it's good. This is exciting. In the beginning, it may feel like sacrifice. It may feel like a burden. But after a while, like everything, it becomes your second nature and habit. It will not feel that way. And I think somebody said to live life like nobody else does, you have to do things that nobody else does. So keep the faith, stay in there. It's not rocket science. Just give it some time it will happen. Yeah, I completely agree. I love it. You know, Raj, if people are listening into this podcast right now, they obviously have some place to tune into and listen to people talk about these concepts and these ideas like financial independence. So, you know, that's the first step, right? But then they might be looking out to their peer group and saying, well, nobody else is on this path. No one else, you know, kind of is, gets what I'm doing. You know, to those people, I'd say, you know, plug into a network, you know, an online network, a local network, whatever it is, but you have to get around people who are kind of on that same journey and that same path with you and then bring people along with you, right? Like pitch that idea out to them, give them that book that, you know, lift the idea in your own mind or turn them onto that podcast or send them that blog article, right? And bring people along with you on the journey because going along alone is no fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Having said that, I have also uh, noticed, Jacob, my personal experience has been that about 5% people in US will achieve fire status. Okay. In the, wow. in the yes, that's my unscientific calculation. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a country at peace, not at war. There are no world war goings. I wish I could say that there is no pandemic going, but there is one. <laughs> yeah. But it's still relatively speaking, you know, the humanity has seen worse times. There are worse countries on the planet. 
We are still very grateful to be living in this day and age in this country. And even then, we'll say that it's the very limited minority who will achieve that status and wealth. So you should definitely try to share information and show the light to other people who are open-minded. But that ratio is not going to change a whole lot. I don't think. Something earlier you mentioned in the show, Raj, and I wanted to kind of circle back to it was you talked about from your early roots of, you know, immigrating to this country and having a taste of, you know, the freedom that we're all blessed with living here in the US, right? And then you went on to say, you know, like, yeah, I thought I was free. I realized I wasn't as free in my corporate career. So I went on to build even more freedom for myself. But that just goes to show the listeners, you know, what they're starting out with. Many people who are born and raised here in the US are kind of starting out like, you know, on third base already, right? Yes. So. Yeah, yes. I just kind of like that perspective you brought there. Yes, thank you for saying that. That's true. Well, Raj, let's kind of talk about how specifically real estate has allowed you to live the life you're currently living, kind of getting some of the nuts and bolts of where you found your niche, what you're doing there, and talk about that kind of side of things. Yeah, so on my own personal investments as an active investor, I live in Pennsylvania, so I have properties in uh, Pennsylvania, and then I also have a relatively larger, by my own standards, in Dayton, Ohio. And within these properties, it creates substantial cash flow for my own personal living expenses, right? So between that and the passive income that I receive from um, my, my stock market investments, it adds up to um, the amount of income that I need to live my life. And uh, yet at the same time, it has also allowed me to open up my horizons and network with people such as you, Jacob and other people in the real estate industry to network and have the connections that were not possible before. And it has also allowed me, it has given me the avenue to launch Big League Capital, where I am open to talking to other people who are just starting out, who have more questions about real estate, how they can use real estate to A, either become financial free, fire faster, or to create wealth. And I'm also talking to people who are not so much interested in fire. They like a day job, more power to them. But at the same time, they are exploring real estate as a way to create wealth. So this is very, very interesting, fulfilling, talking to like-minded people about a topic that I enjoy. So if your listeners are interested in talking to me and exploring real estate, multifamily, cash flows, freedom, or wealth creation, I would love to talk to them. So feel free to, you know, reach out to me and would love to have a dialogue, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, you talked earlier in the show about, you know, this is your passion. You like talking about it. You've liked talking about it so much that you've recently started a podcast soon to launch it, right? So tell us about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. So I just launched Big League Capital. My website is www bigleague-capital.com, B-I-G-L-E-A-G-U-E-C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. And as I just didn't want to launch a website, I also wanted to add value to people. So I started talking to people who have done this, who are very smart, accomplished, prominent personalities in real estate. So I have been very lucky to talk to, you know, one prominent real estate person after another. And I have launched this website. It took me a while to get the video editing done, but now I have launched three episodes, Jacob. So they are on a YouTube channel. They are on iTunes. They are on Pandora. They are on 
three or four of the channels that I don't truly understand, but they're out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely link that in the show notes, Raj. It's an exciting time and I know you'll do great with it. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up, Raj. It's We end every episode with our lightning round, just a series of questions we fire at you. Are you up for it? I am up for it. Let's go. All right, great. Well, the first question in the lightning round, Raj, is what was your biggest hurdle getting started investing in real estate? And then what did you do to overcome that? I think my biggest hurdle was education. I didn't know that it is possible to learn this new topic and get going. And I just took some time out and read the blogs, read the books, uh, read podcasts, and that's the best way to do it. I love it. Raj, do you have a personal habit that contributes to your success? I think there are a couple. I would say uh, Benjamin Franklin was right. Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. It's not absolutely necessary, but it helps. And uh, you should also have some personal habits. Some people find it easy to plan the day and meditate and fear spiritual, pray, and have a very definite and intentional plan for the day, month, and year. And I found it to be very, very powerful personal habit. I love it. Raj, do you have an online resource you find valuable in your day-to-day? Yes. I, I like uh, biggerpockets.com, and I spend a lot of time uh, reading blogs and uh, YouTube channels of people who have been there and done this before me, and it is a better way to learn and avoid mistakes than you know just doing it all by yourself. Yeah, certainly. We'll link your uh, Bigger Pockets profile in the audience in the show notes if our audience members want to check that out. Raj, do you have a book recommendation? And if so, why? Okay. I would say that there are tons of books that people can read and get better. But if I were to just recommend one, it's The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's the mindset. It's the mentality. It teaches you the difference between a business person and a person who is a worker. Nothing wrong with being a worker. But it tells you what else is out there and how you can benefit from different ways of adding value to the society. Sure. Yeah. That's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one that everybody's probably heard of. How about another one, Raj? Oh, hmm. I really like the book Millionaire Next Door. Uh, okay. But be yeah. careful. But be careful. Read that book with a pinch of salt. Do not let that book change your abundance mindset. Okay. okay? This is a powerful book, but be careful. Don't get the wrong message from that book. But other than that, really powerful book. Awesome. Raj, last question in the lightning round. If you were to go back and give advice to your 20-year-old self to get started investing in real estate, what would you tell yourself? I would say, Jacob, to start sooner, be bolder, educate yourself sooner, and jump straight into real estate. I love it. I wish I would have done the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Raj, hey, it's been so much fun having you on the podcast, talking about your journey to financial independence and retiring early, kind of your approach and your philosophy on just money and mindset and living life and you know having that abundance mindset. So I know people can reach out to you at bigleague-capital.com. Is that the best place for them to reach you? Yes, they can. And there's also my phone number. It's 267-551-0529. Okay. I hope you don't regret that, but we'll uh, link it in the show notes. <laughs> if you want to reach out to Raj, feel free. He's obviously a very reachable guy. Well, Raj, hey, as we're wrapping up here, is there any parting piece of advice that you'd like to leave with our audience members? I feel like if you really have the clarity of thought, a clear vision, a strategy, a plan, and execution strategy, 
you can accomplish anything you want. And I mean anything. Raj Jha, real estate investor, apartment syndicator, financial independence, retiree, achiever. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Good luck to you and your podcast and your listeners. Thanks, Raj. Take care. You too. All right, that wraps up this week's episode with our guest, Raj Jaw. Hey, I hope you got so much valuable content from that episode. If you like what you heard, please go over and leave a rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. As always, for all of those resources we mentioned in today's show, you can find those in the show notes or at www.jacobayers.com. Until next week, engineer the lifestyle you want. You've been listening to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, providing you actionable content to build your real estate empire. Nothing on this show should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for personal advice. The opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have a potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom, LLC, exclusively.